You are listening to the Movie Cheer Podcast. The best place for movie topics and blockbuster discussions. Welcome to Movie Cheer Town. Welcome to the Movie Cheer Podcast, the show for movie fans. I am your host, AP, aka Mr. Movie Cheer. And on today's episode of the Movie Cheer Pod, it will be the best movie character comebacks episode. That's right, best movie character comebacks. What is that all about, ladies and gents? A headline topic? Well, I will tell you. Uh, I, I, I'm going to be, I thought about this, you know. I like movies where there's a comeback story of some sort, some shape or form, and that'll be the premise of today's show. I'm going to be looking at some characters who have some really good comebacks in movies, and I've got some four really good movies that I'm going to discuss today later on the show in Headline Topic, so I'm really looking forward to, to uh, discussing the the best movie uh, character comebacks for later on in the show, but before we get to today's headline topic and uh, before we start every show as always i start off the show with a segment called not so worthy blockbuster housekeeping this is the part of the show where i discuss what's going on with the channel with the community and it's just an overall chit chat to ease us in to the rest of the show so what's going on not so worthy blockbuster housekeeping for this week let's see what is going on ladies and gentlemen well first of all i will just say um, if you missed, maybe you were thinking there was a, no video last week, you were correct. Um, there was no show last week, no movie cheer podcast uh, episode of, of the podcast show. Um, last week I, I come down, I put out like a, like a message online on social media, uh, on the community tab and on like Instagram and stuff saying, I, I just, I lost my voice. <laughs> Bottom line of it, I lost my voice. Um, I, I think I, I come down, it was like the Wednesday, I usually film this on the Friday, so it's like Friday release on the Saturday. And it was, the, I think it was the Wednesday of that week. I just, I started getting like, just like really, um, like a really tickly cough and like my throat was like struggling to swallow and stuff like that. And then it was just like, felt like loaded my throat. And um, I don't want to go into too much detail because yeah, you don't want to hear too much. But I think basically I didn't go to a doctor because I've had it before. I, I, I pretty much think I had laryngitis because then the voice started croaking. It started squeaking and then it just went, it went completely there was no way I could have talked uh, on a podcast last week because there was no voice, uh, unfortunately. But um, I will say this, you know, I, I obviously have a day job, uh, I do this podcast, as a, it's my hobby, my interest, uh, but I will say, you know, the most important thing I was like, when the voice went, I was just, the first thing I thought about, I didn't think about work or anything else, I was just like, oh, you know what, I'm going to, I hope I'm, I hope I'm going to be able to do the podcast. And I'm, I'm glad it's not been two weeks because... I genuinely just enjoy doing this podcast, doing it to, and discussing movie topics and discussing movie topics with you, the community out there as well in the comments. Uh, it, it, it's great to uh, you know get involved with the, with this community. I, I really enjoy discussing movie topics with this community as well. So um, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm back. I will say though, in a, you know, just for the rest of the episode, if my voice sounds a bit odd. Uh, I've got a bit of a wisdom tooth issue at the moment, so I got over the laryngitis, I've got wisdom tooth issue at the moment, my right side of my mouth is a bit inflamed at the moment, so it sounds a bit different than normal, uh, I do apologise, I can't do much about it, but I wanted to get on to there for, at least I can speak, I might have a bit of a, a dodgy tooth going on, but I'm going to get through this show, and I'm going to deliver a fun, packed show for the rest of today's movie cheer pod. Um, 
just wipe my nose. Uh, let's see. So what else has been going on in Movie Cheer Town anyway, ladies and gents? Uh, latest video this past week. Um, versus another movie curator shelf club video. Part two of the comedy classics shelf. Finally got that together. So part two, there's two parts of that. It's going to be a continuous series on the channel now. The movie curator club club episodes. Um, I'm really enjoying doing those. Uh, I think they're really fun to do. And it's, it's just... Uh, a fun thing to do in in here in the movie room, you know, putting shelves together. I didn't realise how much of a fun process it would be, uh, putting you know, gathering movies up and of certain genres, certain descriptions, and putting them together is really fun. I really enjoy doing it as well as making the videos as well. It's been a fun process, and uh, so I've enjoyed doing that. Um, on the movie cheer podcast, uh, moviecheerpodcast.com, the uh, latest blog post this week it is a Chippendale Rescue Rangers blog post. So. Uh, I watched it. The it's like the reboot of the '80s, late '80s cartoon Chippendale, and they're doing like this live-action CGI remake uh, reboot. Sorry, and it was a really fun movie. Really fun movie. I'll be honest. I really enjoyed it. I I, I didn't. I could recall what when I watched the, the movie. I could recall bits of the show, so I don't. I don't think it's something I would watch religiously as a kid. But I remember watching it somewhat as a kid, and I remember seeing part, parts of it. But I'm not like a diehard fan of that show. So really going into it with like fresh eyes uh, on that sort of like that that uh, cartoon as a whole uh, property. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really well done movie, and um, I, I just I thought it was just well put together overall. Just like the story was really fun and unique, and uh, it was just something different, something different. And to take two characters who were probably not very well known, I, I would say not very well known in comparison to like a like a cartoons of that time, like Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Um, trying to think of other things like uh, like Looney Tunes and stuff like that. Not super well-known in comparison, but uh, it really delivered uh, a really fun movie. That's on Disney+. Plus. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Check out the blog post on moviechairpodcast.com. I will link it in below as well in the bio description. Uh, latest updates on Patreon. Just go over this really briefly. Uh, Patreon, you can join Patreon if you want extra content from Movie Cheer Pod for uh, just $1 a month. If you want extra content, it comes from, it, it can uh, vary from bonus videos to bonus podcasts, audio um, commentaries, uh, web comics. So this past week I had a web comic on there and coming up this Monday, I believe it'll be a bonus video. Uh, I'm not going to reveal what the bonus video is, but I'm sure you'll find out if you uh, are on the Patreon. Uh, I'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Only because I've not done it yet. I've not filmed it yet. I'm going to film it today. Um, last bit of a little update, really. And um, pay-per-view month it is. Every three months on the Movie Cheer podcast, it is a pay-per-view month. What does that mean? It means try and do something special at the end of the month. So uh, the third month of the year, the sixth month, the ninth, and the twelfth month of the year, uh, I'll, I'll do some sort of a uh, different episode. So the last pay-per-view show, I had Sean from Media Collector Madness join me for a podcast episode, which was really fun. And it was different because I always do the show just on my own in here, just talking to the camera and uh, talking to you, actually. And um, it, it's it was really fun, that. So I'm hoping to do something of a similar uh, thing. And we did like a... What did we do? We cl clashed the movie sequels and we did sort of like a different... Like a different vibe for the show as well for that show. It was really fun. So I'm getting my uh, pen and pencil out this week. I'm gonna jot some ideas down and uh, see what I can come up with in there and see if we can get some more people involved on that episode as well, the pay per view show. And um, I'm looking forward to doing that anyway. 
that'll be a fun one. I love them pay-per-view shows. I'm getting into them now. I'm getting into having... It's nice having guests on as well. It's fun. Um, and uh, yeah, so that'll be coming up at the end of this month. And then I'll be... I think after the pay-per-view show, I've got one more episode of Movie Cheer Pod. It'll be uh, the Four Love and Thunder Predictions show. And then I'm going to take a few weeks off again. Uh, do this every couple of months now where I just take a three weeks off every like every three months just to recharge, re-energize, and that's it, yeah. But anyway, that is all of the not-so-worthy blockbuster housekeeping for today's show. Let's move on to the headline topic. So, best movie character comebacks. Uh, that is today's headline topic. And basically, as I said in the intro, I'm going to be looking at that four different movies and four different characters or one character an individual character or characters and um, and looking at some of the greatest comebacks in movie history and i've picked out four four movies that i've really enjoyed watching uh, constantly over the years and i think there's some really good comebacks in these movies so let's start off with movie number one uh, so first off movie number one is rocky three the third rocky movie uh, released in 1982. Uh, just overall, I'm a big, big fan of the Rocky franchise. Uh, I mean, just going back, I think back when when I was a kid, this is a movie, along with like the likes of Back to the Future, Star Wars, these are movies that I would watch constantly. Constantly, especially like during school holidays. I really, really enjoyed these movies, the whole franchise of Rocky movies, and especially the first four movies. I wasn't fussed on the, at the time, the fifth movie, and I'm still not fussed on that with the street fight. Uh, but the first four, for me, are solid movies. And I look at the third movie, though, uh, third Rocky movie, and this is Rocky Free. And why is this a great comeback story? Well, let's start kind of like at the beginning of this movie. We see it start a movie. It's introduced where it has the great recap. This is one thing I, I rewatched this movie the other night, and you forget like all these little things with what they have in the Rocky movies, the, the recaps of the, the the movie prior. So you have like this recap of the, the second Rocky movie where Rocky beats Apollo Creed to become the world champion in boxing. And then it's he's world champion, then you see this new montage for the third movie of him fighting new fighters, defending his belt, sets it eye of the tiger. And it is it is amazing. First of all, solid, solid song. Amazing song. And you see Rocky now becoming like kind of like kind of becoming what Apollo Creed was in the first movie. He's like this suit wearing he's kind of like the Ric Fleur of boxing he becomes like this Ric Fleur type thing. You know, he's wearing suits, he's a this professional speaker, he's on adverts, he's doing charities and stuff like that. And he's become like this model sports professional. And he's doing these fights. Mickey basically, his coach Mickey handpicks the fight and we fight his, you know, he's defending his world title against him. Rocky doesn't really know this. He thinks he's just he's he's doing well as a champion, but they're not fixed the fights. They are real fights, but he's handpicking the opponent so that he's not facing the toughest opponents available. And then we see in this montage of Eye the Tiger, the introduction of the villain of this movie, which is Mr. T, play, uh, Club Lang, sorry, played by Mr. T. And basically, you know, we see Club Lang and then we see him doing his fights and he's like this mean guy. He's a he's a gritty, brawling fighter. He's, he's everything Rocky was really in the first movie. And Rocky has kind of become... You know, he's kind of become a bit complacent, really, in this story. So we see this montage, and then we see we see early on in the movie, then, basically, 
Rocky is they're going to reveal this statue of Rocky and uh, in Philadelphia and in this big reveal we see Len Clubber Lang come out in the crowd and he challenges Rocky he's you know he's you know cheap talking him in the crowd Rocky then decides to fight him and this is you know before this is all going on Rocky announces retirement from boxing and this is where Clubber Lang then comes out and he's saying like he's scared of him and all this and then Rocky then agrees to fight Clubber Lang uh, against his uh, manager, his coach, Mickey's, uh, you know, wishes. He doesn't want him to fight him, and then he reveals he handpicked the opponents. Then Mickey, you know, he says he'll coach him, and we'll do the fight. And they do, like, this, you know, this montage, this training montage. But, again, he's, like, training with... He's, he's become, like, this celebrity boxer, basically. He's training, and he's, he's doing, like, live training shows where he's got fans coming in and stuff like that, and it's just... It's not what the training was in the first movie. Mickey can obviously see he's just posing to the cameras all the time. And he's not got that edge, Rocky. He's not got the edge. He's become soft. So we then skip forward to the fight. And basically, during the entrance of the fight, this like in the backstage area, uh, Mickey must be a guy in like what he's like 80s, 70s or 80s, I would say, in this movie. He he gets pushed by Club Lang when there's like a fight backstage between Rocky and Club Lang going on. He gets pushed. He's having heart issues, and then he has to go into the back. Um, Rocky decides to go out and fight him because Mickey says go and fight him. He goes out, loses the fight, loses the fight, comes back. Mickey then dies. He, it's kind of like I don't think he says it, but it, it looks like it, he had a heart attack on screen. So at this point, Rocky is at. Zero. He's at zero. He's lost the world title of boxing. Club Lang is now champion, and he gets beaten in like the third round by by Club Lang. He comes out fast, but Club Lang is just mean. He's powerful, and he just destroys Rocky Balboa. So the comeback story now begins. Uh, Mickey's death. We see the funeral of Mickey, and then we see Apollo Creed come into the gym where Rocky is at night, and he makes a proposition to him. He says, I'll train you. I'll train you to take on Club Lang. Uh, Apollo Creed is opponent in the first two movies. He's now retired. He's like a commentator. And he was he was watching that fight, that world title fight between Club Lang and Rocky. Rocky agrees and he goes to, to Apollo Creed's roots. They go to California then. They move from Philadelphia to California to train. They go to Apollo Creed's gym um, and he doesn't get probably the warmest receptions at first, but then people kind of warm to him. And uh, that scene when he walks into Apollo's gym is just like everyone just stops at start silence and they're just all looking at this uh, one white guy in the gym. It's really funny uh, to watch, but it's it's really I I think maybe that probably you know back in the eighties you probably had gyms like that where you'd have black people in one gym, white people in another gym. Maybe it was like that. I, I obviously. I don't know what it was like in California, in Philadelphia. I imagine it's probably a very somewhat accurate like um, description of the way gyms were, boxing gyms back in the day. Um, but, you know, people warm to him and he, he becomes, you know, familiar with people in the... And then he starts training in Apollo's gym. And we see Rocky then, at first, you know, he starts doing the Eye of the Tiger. We see the Eye of the Tiger training music coming on. And Rocky's like learning to swim. He can't swim, and he's trying to get more speed. And he just can't get it. He just can't get it. He can't get that speed work. They need the speed to take on Club Lang. If they can get him to be faster, a faster fighter, a more agile fighter, 
he can probably take Clubberlang on because he can duck and dive and avoid his powerful, uh, you know, punches and tire Clubberlang out as quickly as possible. Basically, that's the aim of the game to beat him. He doesn't get it first though, like, and Rocky has like a bit of like, you know, it's like him just like feeling sorry for himself and just like feels like he can't do it. And then we see Adrian, his wife's kind of saying, why do you want to do it? Why do you want to do it? And then she like motivates him to do it again. Then you see the Rocky music hitting. And then you see like this awesome montage, Rocky classic montage, training montage then of him. You know, he's running on the beach with, with Apollo and he beats, in the first montage, he can't, he can't beat Apollo when he's uh, running and when they're having like a sprint on the beach. In the second montage, he's just like, he's sprinting forward. He's sprinting forward. And, and, you know, he's got speed then. He can swim like a, he's just like a shark. He's like, whoosh, whoosh. he's going crazy. And then we see the fight and we see this comeback fight where Rocky takes on Club Lang again. And he does exactly what Apollo wanted him to do. You know, he's got the speed level against Club Lang and he just beats him for speed. And he just, you know, he, you know, avoids all his punches and he wins the fight, and he ends up winning the fight and knocking Clubberlang down in the end. And for me, though, it is a great comeback. I think, you know, a lot of the Rocky movies are very, very similar story themes, but I, li I like this one specifically the way, you know, he loses the world title early on in the fight, and then it's a case where he has to then, you know, find a new way, a new path, a new style of boxing, and he finds it. He finds it in a new coach, a new training gym, and he takes on Club Lang again, and he can take him down, he, and he wins the battle, and it's a great, great fight. And just a few, uh, you know, side notes to this is: first of all, if boxing was that that fast and that sort of intense, the way it is in a Rocky fight, I would be all in on boxing. I'd be all in on boxing. I'm a big wrestling guy. If I seen a Rocky, if I seen a real life fight like the Rocky movies, I would be down for it because by the second round. Rocky has just got, he's full of blood, his eyes are all beaten up, it is, it is pretty unreal, I mean, it, it adds to it though, and the punches, when they're punching, you just hear like this massive like, <laughs> amazing, absolutely amazing, uh, another side note as well, Hulk Hogan, one of my favourite wrestlers uh, of all time, appears in this movie, at the start of the movie where they're doing like a boxing versus wrestling champion uh, charity match, and Hulk Hogan plays Thunderlips in this, and he takes on Rocky, and he's like, first of all, Rocky's like, yeah, yeah, you want to we'll just play around, but I'll punch you a few times, and then he just absolutely battles him, throws him out of the ring, Rocky then takes his gloves off and starts beating him down, and <laughs> one, thing, <laughs> one thing that cracks me up during this, I was listening to it last night, Hulk Hogan during this Thunderlips, he's like beating down Rocky, and he's like, I think he says something like, you think it's all fake, meathead? You think it's all fake? I, I just that link, that line cracked me up. It's like maybe Rocky went into this like, and he's he's got this you know this view of wrestling that maybe wrestling's fake, which maybe a lot of people back in like the day in the eighties, especially maybe it was like questionable. Is this fake? Is it real? You know, people without the we didn't have the internet back then. What what was going on? What is this thing wrestling all about? What is the truth behind it? <laughs> it really grabbed me on that line. I thought it was great. But Rocky Free, the comeback of Rocky Balboy against Mr. T Clubberlang is awesome. And so the first movie I'm discussing today. Uh, let's move on to the second movie of today's show. Second movie 
is Space Jam, released in 1996, starring Michael Jordan, uh, starring as himself as the basketball player back in the day, and he plays a fictionalised version of himself alongside the cast of the Looney Tunes. You've got Bugs Bunny in there, the notable one, all the rest of the Looney Tunes in there. Basically, the premise of the story, the, the Looney Tunes get hijacked by this, these aliens from Moron Mountain, <laughs> and... They're going to make them slaves, but the Looney Tunes decide to challenge them to a game of basketball, these aliens. And if they lose, they'll be their slaves forever and ever. If they win, they can go free. And they then enroll Michael Jordan in their team because basically they the, the they call themselves the Monstars. They... They get this like superpower because they steal powers from professional basketball players and they become like these giant alien creatures. And we see then the Looney Tunes having to take on alongside um, Toon Squad, alongside Michael Jordan taking on the Monstars in this basketball game at the end. And if they win, they can get the powers back for the basketball players who they stole the powers from and the Looney Tunes go free. And it's just a really fun story, really fun story. I love at the end where like the Looney Tunes are kind of just like Looney Tuning it up and beating them for a while. Um, and it, it's great. It's a great movie. You've got uh, Wayne Knight in there, Bill Murray's in there as well. And yeah, I, I think I know. I know they had the the sequel out a few. Was it last year maybe or the year before? Now the what's it called? Space Jam Legacy, New Legacy, something like that. Anyway, and look, it was an okay movie. It was an alright movie. And it was, I forget the guys, LeBron, was it LeBron James, the guy who was in that? It was okay, but for me, that first movie was just, it was perfect. At the time, that was such a big movie as well. It was so big at the time, that movie. Everyone loved that movie. But I love the comeback in this from, the comeback for me is the Looney Tunes are kind of getting beaten down. They're getting beaten down by the Monstars and then... Is when they start Looney Tuning it up. Like Michael Michael Jordan's like, you know, and Bugs Bunny is like the let's be Looney Tunes basically. And then when they start Looney Tuning it up and doing what Looney Tunes do, just doing pranks and gags against the the monsters during the game, that's when the comeback comes. And then you see at the very end where they gotta get like the so many points, and then we see Michael Jordan doing this big stretch of his arm his arm stretches like a cartoon and it just stretches so like literally across the whole um pitch of the whole basketball pitch i don't know what you call it on arena and he gets the the points and they get the win and i just think it's a really good comeback against these these monsters and it's a really fun movie space jam 1996 cracking film uh, let's move on to my third choice of today's show the third choice goes to cool runnings released in 1993 it tells the two it tells the story of the true of the jamaican bobsleigh team who go to the winter olympics to uh, compete in the bobsleighing competition to try and win and basically i think this is a great comeback story in two scenes really for me you see earlier on in the story basically Three members of this four-man team are sprinters and they want to go to like the Summer Olympics and they all fall during like the qualifying uh, matches and they, they all trip on each other and they're like three of the best, uh, you know, sprinters out there. And then they decide to, in, you know, get John Candy on board. They start this bobsleigh team and four of these Jamaicans go to the Olympics, the Winter Olympics, the first bobsleighing team. And it's just... A really great movie. This is a Disney movie. And again, this is one I would watch constantly as a kid, you know, growing up uh, during the holidays. Uh, it was just a, a one I had a VH on VHS, but would be watched 
over and over again cool runs. But for me, first first of all, the comeback is for one from that scene. You know, you got this these three guys who have just lost their chance to go to the Olympics, which I imagine was at the time in real life as well for them was you know tragic. You know, they work so hard and they all trip and they lose on the qualifiers. But they decide to come back from that, you know, that failure, that bad experience to go on to go to the Winter Olympics then. And then we see at the end of the movie where the bobsleigh crashes. It crashes during the, like, one of the last races because the bobsleigh is, like, falling apart, basically. But they all get up. They all get up out of the bobsleigh and they say they've got to finish the race. And they all get up and lift the bobsleigh up and walk to the finish line, holding the bobsleigh in the air. And that moment, I've said it many times on videos on this on this podcast, that is one of those spine-tingling moments. The scene, you've got Hans Zimmer doing the music, so it's a really great score playing in the background, but it's just, everyone just starts clapping then. They start clapping, it's such an emotional scene, but it's just a, such a an uplifting scene. I think it's just a great comeback. Even though they don't win gold, I think what is amazing, though, the comeback, they come back from just... The bobsleigh falling apart, they could easily just have walked off and just like said, we're out here, we're done. But they decide to come back from such a bad failure there again, lift up the bobsleigh to walk to the end to finish the race. And to me, that is an awesome comeback. That is a comeback and that is, for me, you know, I'm I'm getting like emotional talking about because it it's just it's just a fantastic like movie scene. I love it. Absolutely love it. And um, well, that is cool runnings. Uh, the final movie now I want to get to the fourth movie of today's headline topic is Spider-Man: No Way Home, released in 2021. Uh, kind of will say spoilers ahead for this movie, but I feel like it has been out for quite some time now. But spoilers ahead if you have not seen it, but. I want to talk about Andrew Garfield. Uh, Andrew Garfield starred in the 2012 and 2014 Amazing Spider-Man movies. And at the time, I wasn't a big fan of their movies. I've recently re-watched the first Amazing Spider-Man and really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie, really great movie. But I think his third movie got cancelled back in the day, um, you know, of this trilogy. It was a planned trilogy of Amazing Spider-Man movies. It got cancelled because... Maybe he wasn't making enough money. I think it was doing well, but probably not as much as they thought they were initially going to get. And maybe they weren't as popular as the Tobey Maguire movies prior to them, the original trilogy. But he gets cancelled, and then we see the return in this multiverse movie. Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Willem Dafoe, um, tons of characters throughout the Spider-Man movies from the past two trilogies, and obviously the current one as well. And we see... I think the comeback here for me is Andrew Garfield because he comes back and he maybe wasn't... For me, certainly, I didn't think much of his version of Spider-Man at the time and Peter Parker. But I see this return of this character in this multiverse movie teaming up with Tobey Maguire and Tom Holland's versions of the character. And I thought he was the best part of that movie. He was my favourite part. I really enjoyed it. I think he was one of the best characters in there. And um, his... I think, for me, the comeback here is... Obviously, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he sees... Gwen Stacy die from falling from the building. He tries to catch her, but she obviously snaps her neck, is it? MJ is is falling down a building, and you're going to see the same sort of scene, the same thing that happened again. But this time, he saves uh, the woman in Spider-Man's life. He saves MJ, and it's a comeback, and you see the emotion when he saves her, and it is... It feels like it kind of like... It, 
part and part, like, you know, real life, it's like his emotion of return to that role as well. But I think it's a really special movie, and I think it's a great return to the Spider-Man franchise. I would absolutely really like to see an amazing Spider-Man 3. I think he, it would be nice to see at some point. I don't know whether it will happen. My gut says it will not happen. I think we will see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield again for sure. But I don't think we're going to see him in solo movies. That's my that's what I I think anyway. My gut says, but I would really like to see it. I think it'd be awesome to see. But uh, that was a great movie anyway. But I think Andrew Garfield for me was a surprising highlight of that movie. It really was good to see him. And I think honestly, if you've not revisited them movies in a while, go back and watch them as Amazing Spider-Man movies because they are really decent movies. The first one especially is is a really good movie. Really worth well worth checking out anyway. But that is um that's today's headline topic over for today's show. Let's move on to the next segment of the movie cheer pod. It's time for the movie variant showdown segment of the show. Are you ready? Movie Variant Showdown. Each and every week, I choose a representative of a movie property, whether it be a case cover, a character, a movie, and I take that representative and put it against a fellow uh, representative of that movie property and uh, decide which is the best. And today, I will be judging the Speed movie, the Speed movie starring Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, uh, the case covers of this, the UK case covers. So I'm, I'm looking at there was a 2021 release of a 4k of this movie i've seen it on amazon uh, this past week and i thought you know what this would be a good movie to discuss for this so i'm going to be looking at the dvd case cover the uk case cover uh the the blu-ray uk one and the 4k and deciding which is the best so first of all let's start off with the dvd uh of speed and um, let's first let's see you know this is you know it's big use of like the the yellows and the oranges, you've got Keanu Reeves, the, you've got the bus in the background, which is a you know big part of this movie, the bus, and there's flames in the background. I like this, I think it's simple, it kind of feels like a 90s, it's a 1993 movie, this feels like something, a 1993 cover of a movie, this one, it really is like a, a cover of the time, I would say, kind of rem- reminiscent of like the colours used in like the Mummy movies as well. Uh, I don't mind this. I think it's it's simple. It's not nothing great, but it's okay. I, I think it's like I said of the time. I think it works. Uh, now let's move on to the Blu-ray of of this movie. So the Blu-ray cover. I uh, gotta say the Blu-ray cover kind of similar, but you've got a bit of a closer up shot of Keanu Reeves, the bus in the background again. Uh, it kind of looks like really like really bright, too bright on his face sometimes. This I, I, maybe like it's. The light just looks a bit off. The colours look a, a bit off here. I, I think it looks more like this looks more like a TV movie uh, cover. This one, it just looks like a really a cheap, cheap like a ver- like the first cover. I think looks like decent enough. This looks like it's someone's just tried to make this in paint. It just doesn't look that good in comparison to the DVD. So yeah, I'm not really fussed on this Blu-ray um, cover. I think it's a. Uh, it could have done better. It could have done something better. I would have even just copied what the DVD done. I think it would have been simpler, and it would have just uh, looked better than this. I just don't think it looks advertising for the movie really. Uh, now let's go to the 4K. So the 4K was released in 2021. And I gotta say, 
The 4K cover is phenomenal. I think it is a great cover. You see the bus in, in action, basically. The bus has can't stop throughout this movie because it's got like a, I think it's got a bomb on it. I've not watched this movie in a while. So I need to rewatch Speed. Um, but we see the central characters of Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock in there. And then you see the bus, you see a helicopter on top, you see the logo of Speed. And this reminds me of something you'd see in like maybe like a Fast and Furious cover. It looks very, you know, use of like natural colors, but it looks really, um, you know, strong. And I think it works to this cover. So that is the 4K cover of this. I think it is fantastic. So what is the best and which wins movie variant showdown for this week? Well, I will say the 4K cover definitely wins. I think it is uh, really significantly better than the DVD and Blu-ray. I think the, the DVD probably comes second for me, but the blue the 4K is is really great. I think it's just it looks eye-catching. I think if you're going down a movie aisle, you're going to HMV, you see that blue the 4K cover of speed. It looks like an advertising movie. It looks like something I would want to watch. And so speed 4K wins it for me on movie variant showdown. Uh, now let's move on to the next segment of today's show. Next segment of today's show is movies for the weekend. Every week I choose two movie recommendations for you uh, out there and I've got two movies as always. Let's go for it. So first of all, I will say uh, at the Comedy Classics video this past week and I've got a movie here that Sean, Media Clatter Madness, mentioned in the comments. He said Road Trip is a great movie and I've got Road Trip right here. I won't show the front cover because it's a bit revealing, I think. Uh, let's, let's keep it PG on this channel. Eh? Um, but yeah, Road Trip is, a, I think if you like the American Pie movies, you'll like this. It's got, uh, what's his name? The guy, Sean Fingy Scott, who plays Stifler in the American Pie movies. He's in this as well. Um, really very similar vibe of the American Pie movies. A really funny movie. Uh, well worth checking out, Road Trip. Um, next up, I have got Nick Nolte and Eddie Murphy in 48 Hours. The, it's kind of like this buddy cop movie of the 80s. Uh, if you like Beverly Hills Cop, you like a like, lethal weapon sort of vibe, you'll like this movie. Really good movie to watch, watch this weekend if you're looking for something to watch. That's 48 Hours. And they are the movie recommendations for this weekend, uh, you have to let me know what you're watching this weekend. You're going to watch these movies or have you got something lined up yourself? Anyway, let's move on with the rest of the show. The Amazon Top 10 is approaching. Prepare yourself. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. Four, three, two, one. The Amazon Top 10 has arrived. So what is on the Amazon Top 10 this week? The Amazon Top 10, each and every week, I look at the bestsellers list of physical movies on amazon.co.uk and it is dvds 4ks and blu-rays what is in the amazon top 10 this week let's go through the list ladies and gents first of all at number 10 we have got the dvd of top gun that's the 30th anniversary anniversary release of that movie obviously with top gun maverick coming out uh, over the past week or two i've uh, still not watched it but i'm looking forward to checking it out at some point but the dvd top gun the original movie is at number 10 and number nine we have the dvd release of spider-man no way home at number eight 
How the Mighty Have Fallen. Sing 2, the DVD release, is at number 8. Two weeks ago on the show, it was number 1. It is now at number 8. The, the tide has changed. We have a new number 1. I'm happy. I'm happy. It's, it's about time. It, uh, I'm pleased about that. I'm pleased. <laughs> at number 7, we have Belfast, the DVD of Belfast. At number 6, we have the Batman 4K release. Uh, the Batman, Robert Pattinson movie. That's at number 6. At number five, it'll be, I imagine this will be the pre-order of Top Gun Maverick on DVD. That is at number five. And number four, we have the DVD release of James Bond, No Time to Die. And number three, uh, I think this again is in the pre-order because I don't think it's out just yet. Number three is Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore, a DVD release of that. I've not seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to watching that one. And number two is the DVD release of The Batman. And at number one, it is the Blu-ray release of the Batman. So Batman, the Batman is um, has taken over from Sing 2 at the top of the Amazon Top 10. And it is, I think that's going to be a movie like No Time to Die that will be kind of on there for quite some time. I think the only movie that I could see budging that movie off the top spot is, I mean, Top Gun Maverick could do it. Top Gun Maverick or Doctor Strange 2. I, I think one of those two, maybe. Probably more inclined to say Doctor Strange 2 would be the one later down the road. That would be the one that would beat the Batman off the uh, top spot. But yeah, I'm glad we've got Sing 2 off there. We've got uh, a movie that I've actually watched on there. I'm, I'm glad about that. That's the Amazon Top 10 anyway for this week. Let's move on with the rest of the show, ladies and gents. And we now move on to the final segment of today's show, which is what's been on the screen. Uh, this is part of the show where I discuss what I've been watching over the past week. Obviously, it's been the past two weeks because I, I didn't do the show last week. So what has been on the screen? Um, I'm going to say this. Stranger Things. Stranger Things, I've been hearing tons of buzz about season four on Netflix. Uh, I Let me just like kind of like go rewind a tiny bit. I watched the first season of Stranger Things when it came out, or maybe a bit after it came out uh, initially. And I think it was like, I think I was watching Jason Brett's video. He, he's done a video. I think he's kind of in like a similar boat to me. Check out his channel, Jason Brett, great channel. He done a review that first season uh, this past week. Put it up, and he, he said it was like the first time him watching it, and it felt like I felt like fresh eyes. So I watched it like six years ago. That's when it came out initially, and I just wasn't. I thought it was an alright show, but I just wasn't for me. I, I something about it just didn't click with me, and I just just didn't end up watching any any more of it. And hearing all this buzz of the new show, and I've seen trailers and different video clips, I thought. Oh, you know what? I think I'm. I've got this urge to watch, it. and it kind of it felt like an urge. It like an urge. It's like you know what? I've got to watch this this show. Um. So I I, I ended up watching the first season, and obviously because I wasn't feeling great as well, I couldn't speak. I was kind of just like spending a lot of time in my bedroom, just just like just like watching movies, watching TV shows, just sulking to myself because I couldn't speak, <laughs> and I was just watching Stranger Things, and. I binged the first season in like a couple of days and really enjoyed it on the rewatch. And like I said, I didn't think it was awful the first time. I just just, just didn't really feel like watching any more of it, really. Watched that, really enjoyed it. And then I decided to watch season two as well. So I've watched season two, season one now. I'm watch the third season this week, hopefully, if I get time at some point to watch it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good show. It's a really good show, I think, for... It's obviously for me, it's like a sci-fi horror show. 
I don't think it's like really heavy in horror. I think there's definitely a lot of horror in there, but I think it's it's quite tamed in general. But it's a really well done show. You've obviously got a lot like this kid, you know, spoilers for the show if you've never seen it. It's a six-year-old show, but you get this kid who is shown in this first season at 11, played by Millie Bobby Brown. She's like telekinesis. She's got superpowers. And you get like one of these kids in this, like there's this group of kids. One of them gets abducted and taken to this upside down world, which is like the reverse of our world where monsters live. And the first, you know, season is like the trying to find the boy from who's got abducted, Will Byers, I think his name is. And they obviously go through that season. They find the boy and Eleven, this un- unknown girl who was like basically from this Hawkins lab in the in the town of Hawkins. She was, you know, her mother was used for medical experiments and stuff like this. And she was basically she has she's gifted. She has powers, and it's pretty um, it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And so I think that character of Eleven is is pretty awesome. You know, she she integrates with the group of, of these boys and she, she, you know, they befriend her and then she's a big part of it. And she's a big part of like, you know, you know destru- like kind of like destroying the monsters and find, finding Will. And we see it in the second season as well, you know, the, the ve- development of the character. They've, they think she so, sort of like dies at the end of the first season. But Hopper, this like a... Uh, like this police officer in the town, he finds her and takes her and puts her in the woods and looks after her and kind of like uh, becomes like a like sort of like a fatherly figure to, to this young girl, Eleven. While she, you know her powers are still developing, she's trying to come accustomed to to the world as a whole because she she was like shielded through her, throughout her childhood where she was researched on and to do these weird like MK Ultra experiments. Really very fringe like show in that in that side of it in the Hawkins lab. But she is, you know, a big part of season two as well. Were really, you know, the the you know the people of Hawkins, the, the main characters in Stranger Things, would be a lot worse off without Eleven in this show because she is the one who closes the upside down gate in the second season. She's, you know, without her, the world would be in ruins. You know, the all the monsters from the upside down would be destroying the world and but it it was a really really great show i really enjoyed it i'm really looking forward to watching season three and four and i'm kind of glad as well which um which is really good i've kind of avoided spoilers for this show Uh, i've heard little bits and stuff over the years um and i don't know whether some of these things will still happen in later seasons what i watch like three and four but I've I've not really had the the show spoiled for me as well, which is which is nice uh, when you're watching a new show. So I've really enjoyed it, and it's been uh, it's been fun to watch Stranger Things. And I would really encourage if you've never watched it before, it's well worth checking out. I've really I I think it's a it's a great. I think if you like science fiction, I think for me it's comparable to like shows like Fringe. I think I like them sh- shows where it's got science fiction horror type element to it and um it's not too heavy in horror it's not too violent it's it's okay and i i i could stand it my my stomach could hang you know could could hack it and i i got through it thankfully uh i just want to mention one more movie i've been watching well a movie i've been watching as well this past week i watched sonic 2 for the first time and i i really had a lot of fun watching that movie a really entertaining movie sequel to the first sonic movie I thought I thought the first Sonic movie was really fun, really fun family movie, and I watched this, and it felt like it was a lot more, 
you know, nods to the video games where they had a lot more of the characters. We had Knuckles, Tails introduced uh, into this story. And it felt more like the video games. It had like more, you know, they were looking for this, this like emerald, this like um, this Mister, like this super powered emerald in the game, in the, um, in the movie. And it had like sort of like parts of the movie where they're going in like these big caves and stuff. And it just felt like more like they were going like in platforms more. And it was like, it was like, like going into like a video gamey world a bit more rather than the human world as much. And it was a really fun movie. Um, I thought the wedding scene in between though was a bit a bit weird. Uh, I just didn't like that wedding scene. It was a bit like odd, bit of an odd scene. There was some funny moments in it, but I just thought it just like kind of like it went full on human characters for like a good like for like a ten minutes or so. Maybe it wasn't that, but it felt like it was just like not needed. I don't know why they just don't focus on the video game characters on their movies. I think just I do for the third movie. I would just go all in. Don't have any human characters apart from maybe Jim Carrey if he returns as Robotnik. Um, just go all in on like the the actual characters like Sonic, Nail, uh, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles. Go all in with them characters. I think it works much better. But yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. I thought it was a really good sequel. I'm looking forward to the third movie as well now. Uh, obviously, there was a teaser at the end for a percent what were we going to go, what direction we're going to go for the third movie. But anyway, uh, that's what I've been watching this past week. That's what's been on the screen. So that is it for today's show, ladies and gents. If you enjoyed today's show, please do give it a like if you're watching on YouTube and leave a comment and check out the rest of the movie-related content on the channel. If you're listening to this via a podcast app of your choice, please do leave a five-star review. Uh, All the five-star reviews, all reviews help the channel to grow even more so. And let me know what your thoughts are on today's topic, ladies and gents, of best movie character comebacks. What are some of your favorite favorite best movie character comebacks in movie history and let me know all your thoughts on today's topics it's been really good to return and i just want to say thank you also to people who've uh, given me well wishes while i wasn't feeling great the other week as well so thank you very much ladies and gents uh, a really fun topic today i really enjoyed it and uh, thank you very much for watching ladies and gents remember to spread a bit of movie cheer and as always i will see you next time